Hey, what's up, you guys? Does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 67 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week... I bought a pair of shoes that was really bad, but I can't return it because it was from a small business. Oh, that's always so rough. (laughs) Yeah, it's really awkward. (laughs) They are so horrible. (laughs) And my name's Courtney, and this week I went to British Columbia's oldest cemetery. Ooh, that's fun. Mm, How was it? It was actually a really nice experience. We didn't know that it was the oldest cemetery when we went Mm -hmm. um but we were just like going for a walk because you know this is a COVID household so there's nothing else we can do so we drove down to the ocean to go for a walk and we were like walking along the water and we looked to the other side and I've always noticed the graveyard but we've never actually gone in it and we were like oh Mm -hmm. why don't we actually just like go check that out because it looks pretty and first of all it's freaking huge whoa um yeah and you can tell like walking through you could definitely tell that it was like an older cemetery like a lot of the gravestones were like so old you couldn't read anything on them anymore or like grown over with moss they're from the ones that you could still read were from like the 1800s then there were a couple of like newer ones too yeah so like it was obviously old and then the really like sweet part of it was that the whole place was just like covered in deer like the deer were just scattered everywhere and they were all like lying on top of some of the graves had like these like platform things i guess almost like Mm -hmm. a tomb situation that were like overgrown with grass so they would like lie on these little platform things and they would sleep together so there's little groups of like five or six deers like everywhere you looked just taking a nap on all the little graves and it was really 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 sweet wow that's so amazing it's like a nature returns to nature i I just felt like they were like the keepers of of the cemetery and they were like keeping everyone company in a way it was really 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 cute that's Um, so sweet there were like some newer graves as well so it's still in use and then on our way out there's like a couple of um i guess headstones gravestones whatever they're called that were made out of wood which I thought was Mm. interesting. I've never seen that before. And so as we were leaving, I stopped to read one and I forgot what this lady's name was, but the gravestone basically said that she was like, she owned the land that the uh, graveyard was on. And she was the first woman in BC to ever own land. So she was oh like, my yeah, god. right? Your <laughs> we were like, oh my god. <laughs> so that was so cool. Fun. And then we got home and we looked it up and they were like, yeah, this is the oldest. First of all, it's the oldest cemetery in BC. And it's also like the oldest surviving um, like historic landscape. Mm-hmm. Like all the paths that are in there are still like carriage pathways and stuff like that. So it's like the no oldest preserved little area that hasn't That's been so changed cool. at all. So it was really cool. Oh. I never realized how fun it is just to like walk through graveyards i don't know yeah people's headstones <laughs> did that before you know? too yeah guess yeah. how they died see all oh the deer yeah so it was a really cool tea. experience um that's so fucking sick dude that sounds of, like a nice day it, like, yeah, yeah. yeah nice covid day there's a lot of like famous bc people that are mm. <laughs> buried there love that yeah History. i don't really don't really know them that well the only one i knew was emily carr she's she's very who is there. that 
She's like oh. a really famous um, Canadian artist. There's a oh. university in Vancouver, like an art yeah. institute named after her. Good for her. That's fucking yeah. sick. She's yeah. a local celebrity. I see yeah. it. That's yeah. so cool. So it was fun. Oh my god. You were a little tourist for a little day. And we didn't even know it. We thought we were going for a little walk of. and then we became yeah. tourists. It was nice. And then it was like, oh my god, it's the oldest gravestone. Good for you. Still so much to discover about um, about BC. And I kind of want to be buried there now. Like, I don't know if they're still accepting oh. new people. But, and I don't like want to be buried. I want to, you know, yeah, cremation. But mm. it It'd seems cool. like a cool place. If you had to hang out, like, forever. If your body had to have a final resting place. Like, it seems it's yeah. right on the ocean. There's a nice view. It's got good Aww. vibes. There's deers. So if anyone's looking for are something to the graveyard. be buried. Oh that does seem nice i've always wondered how graveyards stay in business because like there's no way you have to pay like a yearly fee i don't think you have to pay a year i was thinking about this yesterday because that would be Mm. impractical because there's literally no incentive for people to keep paying like even family like what are you gonna do if i stop paying dig up the dead body yeah then do well with it yeah so (laughs) i would assume that you have to just pay like a flat fee for Mm. To be buried Your there. Final expenses, yeah. as they say. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if they're somehow, shit. like, funded by the government in some way. They must be. For, like, up Because, like, everyone has to pay rent like that. There's no way that enough people are dying and getting buried that they can pay mm-hmm. everyone plus the land, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how that works. It's really cool. Yeah. But. I don't know. Sounds like a very magical day. It's a magical walk through the graveyard. Anyways, tell us about your uncomfy uh, shoe shopping experience. (laughs) So I went, I needed new shoes for my new job Mm. and I needed black dress shoes. Mm -hmm. And um, I, everyone at my work doesn't wear black dress shoes. They all wear like black sneakers. Mm -hmm. And in the instruction manual, which I just learned no one else is fucking reading except me. um, (laughs) Story of my life. It says absolutely no sneakers. And it says like no sneakers. Like if you are wearing sneakers, they can't have the white stripe at the bottom where the sole is different than the color of the shoe. Yeah. all rules that me and Courtney are familiar with because that was what our high school wanted from us as well. And so I was like, okay, fuck. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to be really strict about this. So like before I went to work, I went to this like little place, like right down the road from me. And I always walk by it and there's always black dress shoes in the window. And I was like, perfect. This is literally the perfect spot right next to my house so i walk in and it's like the front of the store has no shoes in it at all and it isn't until like you walk up this set of stairs and then go to the back of the store Mm -hmm. that all the shoes are there and so i went to the back of the store and there's just like this italian lady in there and she was just like talking Uh and talking and were they really expensive the shoes (laughs) they were um yeah they were like 80 no not 80 sorry 70 dollars yeah that's not that's not as bad as yeah it's not insane but it's because I told her I was on a budget. Otherwise, she was going to sell me on the $180 shoes. And it was like heels. And oh. I, I don't know what this lady was doing, bro. Because she was like um, trying to sell me these like flash shoes or whatever. And she was like, yeah, these are dress shoes. Like a little bit more feminine with like a little bit of a heel. Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, 
okay like i guess i could go Working with a heel a and basically uh, yeah i don't know and then her like her mom came down the stairs and it's like this yeah. old italian lady and she's like only speaking in italian and she like is really frustrated with me every time i don't use the shoehorn she like yells at her daughter in italian and then her daughter's like ma she doesn't need to use the shoehorn if she doesn't want to <laughs> So these people are like arguing in front of me about me. So One of them awkward. in Italian and the other responding in English. And I was just like, okay, I'll use a fucking shoehorn. I did literally forgot how to use a shoehorn. <laughs> so, so I was just like holding it and examining it. I was like, okay, I think I remember how to do this. You just put it in the back and you yeah. slide your foot in. It actually is very convenient. But I was like, what is happening right now? I could just put my feet into these freaking shoes. So anyways, I ended up buying these like slip-in shoes mm. and they had some kind of like elasticy parts on the side for some stretch i guess and they have this like weird snake skin thing on the front and like going down the middle they're pretty ugly like uh. i would not wear them on a day-to-day but i was like it's a work shoe it's mm-hmm. a dress shoe like i'll just wear it to work whatever so i wear them to work and within the first like two or three hours my feet are fucking bleeding bro it was so painful i ended up just having to change anyways back into my running shoes (laughs) with the white stripe on them and everything because i just couldn't fucking handle it i was like this is literally impossible Uh, (laughs) yeah people are really like particular about their shoes for some fucking reason it's like you can't come to work without the specific shoe and then i went to work and they were i was just like yeah i got these dress shoes because i was told i had to and they were like why would you do that what's wrong with you first of all i'm reading the instruction manual which apparently is wrong and i'm not supposed to be doing second of all now i followed more rules and i bought the shoes and everyone at my (laughs) all my coworkers were like why would you do that just wear running shoes like it's about comfort here like we're on our feet for so long blah 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 this stuff i was like yeah that's what i thought and that's why i've been wearing sneakers and then i was told to change out of my sneakers and i don't have freaking dress shoes so (sighs) i just don't know what to do i've been wearing sneakers ever since does the store like have a return policy or just it didn't say anything on or... the receipt. Yeah. And it didn't say anything. Like, they didn't tell mm. me anything when I left. Mm. And they have one of those signs in the windows that says supports local shops. Uh. And I think they live above the store because the grandma came downstairs from, like, this little door at the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm just taking the L on the 60 bucks, to be honest. Like, I just don't think that I can fucking do it, man. I can't go back in there and just be like, your shoes didn't fucking work. Like, then they're out 60 bucks. I don't know. We had, like, an experience recently where we went to a local, like, you know those, like, waste-free refill stores where you can, like, bring a bottle and refill it? Yeah. It was, like, one of those, but they also sold other things, and oh, okay. we bought we bought a cleaner and we brought it to the front. It was like a carpet cleaner. And then we picked mm-hmm. a different one and we put the first one away and put the second one up. And then like we purchased our stuff. Then we went outside and we checked the receipt and she had charged us for both of them, even though we put one back. Oh. So we went back in, obviously, you know, that's not even returning something. That's just being charged for something you don't have. Yeah. And we we're like, hey, like you charged us for both of them. And she was like, no, like you have both of them. And we were like, no, oh. we put one back. And we like showed her what we had in the bag. And she was like, okay, okay. And then she literally did not know how to do a return. Oh. <laughs> she had no idea what she was doing. And we didn't give her our card. She just pressed a button. And she was like, okay, yeah, it's returned. And I what was like, fuck? what? But we need the money. Yeah, I was like, what do <laughs> you mean? It's not about your inventory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I don't know. I pressed the button and it said like the amount was returned. 
I was like, uh, all <laughs> right. <Steamy. laughs> I don't think I, I guess so. we're just out eighteen dollars, and so. we were like, okay, yeah, take it easy, and we just left because I get it. Yeah, it's awkward when it's like literally someone's livelihood, and you're like, hey, yeah, exactly, exactly. You're like, I don't want to wait. So you guys just left? You're yeah, like, okay. Janine seemed to understand <laughs> or like have an inkling as to what was happening. Maybe there is some way that I can return it. You know, if it has the card number store. I don't really know. Mm, mm-hmm. okay, and he said okay, he would okay. keep an eye on the Technology. credit card statement. And he hasn't said anything. So he either forgot so, or it was returned. Yeah, I don't really know. Really know. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah, whatever. Yeah, I think the only yeah. way out that you would have would be to ask for, like, store credit. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because they probably oversell them. But, yeah, getting. Yeah, I just don't want to do it. Fair enough. So I'm just not going Take to. Take Yeah. I'm yeah, taking that L. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways, so that's the L of the week. <laughs> so as you guys know, um, me and Courtney are flipping the script a little bit. And instead of doing two opinions a week, we're just going to do one opinion a week. And we're going to take turns throwing it. So I'm going to kick us off. And today I'm going to be talking about something. And I sure am going to be talking about that thing. And um, the other day, I was doing some research for another project that I was working on for school. And it was about online dating, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's like the only thing that I ever talk about at school. And they love it. They give me great grades. They're like, what interesting so insight. Interesting. I'm like, trust me, baby. I got a lot more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I learned by accident something that not only shocked me, but shook me. So um. As we know, we are all aware of the negative and misogynistic connotations behind the word incel. Mm. <laughs> we all see, in my head at least, I see this angry man, mm. this angry little man who just hates mm. women because they won't have sex with him. Yeah. Um, so incel stands for involuntarily celibate people. And it's taken a whole new meaning in the mainstream. And people have just really turned it into a violent violence against women type of situation because mm-hmm. of their hatred like it's been taken to such extreme extreme like acts of violence that it literally like i was writing this opinion and it made me so sad Aww. to see that people are just so like they think they're just so entitled to other people's bodies it just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. like what's wrong with you literally what is wrong with you anyways so <laughs> the interesting part <laughs> the interesting part of this which is also a little bit depressing is that the involuntary celibate community was created by a woman (gasps) yeah really alana in 1997 in toronto what hey yo ontario yeah i know isn't that insane how fucking badly it got turned around okay she didn't ridiculous so she didn't create it with that intention for it to be oh okay i thought you meant she created it like with as it stands the today, like, to... the community that it is. Oh, my God, like, no. It just completely oh, took boy. off on her. Like, <laughs> she's just, like, a woman-hating woman. No, it just completely took off on her. Oh. And she completely had, like, lost control of it. I mean, she stepped away from the project. She started uh, dating in her 20s. And in 1977, um, she was like, oh, I guess I'm a late bloomer. And, like, yeah. she was just trying to find support, basically. And she created a support forum online uh-huh. for people struggling with loneliness and struggling to find, lo- like, loving relationships. And it was a forum where men and women equal could chat about their struggle to find a relationship they could give each other advice they could like talk to each other and just support each other in their loneliness hashtag forever alone um and two people on the website actually ended up meeting and falling in love that's very so wholesome cute environment yeah that's that's nice i like that yeah that's just and she men i think 
Stop there. <laughs> Stop yes. there. We have made it a nice thing. I know. It took us so take it any further. Oh, she said, um, there was probably a bit of anger and some men were a bit clueless about how women are unique individual humans. But in general, it was a pretty supportive place. And I think having the woman in the group definitely was helpful. <laughs> Didn't contribute yeah. to like a little bit of equality and not this like giant kind of group think situation where men are just feeling other men's anger. Um so men who didn't know how to talk to a woman could ask for the female members advice and ask for the community advice and nice. vice versa because women were struggling with involuntary celibacy as well. So yeah. everyone could just talk to each other about their loneliness and about their problems and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So she abbreviated the word in uh, involuntary involuntarily celibate to invcel. Um, but someone commented, yeah, like invcel. Oh, <laughs> invcel. No. I know. And then someone commented that incel would be easier to say. And she was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> it was a bit easier. Uh, yeah. She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know why I hadn't thought about Infocel. that one. Incel. <laughs> so I was reading a couple articles and Vox interviewed one user who used it for support Mm. and said that a lot of people in the groups have either been bullied um have autism or are just have conventionally unattractive faces this um is a reoccurring theme i found in doing some of my research that a lot of people are just really dead set on the fact that they are ugly so this man started working out, yeah. eating healthy, and his friends would even set him up on dates. And like his friends that were girls would be like, oh, yeah, he's cute. Like, um, you should go out with this cute guy. I know, blah, blah, blah. Like he's like, you know, the epitome of health in his description. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just wasn't working out with like person after person after person. And so he got into this mindset where he had to accept that he was ugly. And he said that it was like not easy to relate to that i guess in the real world a lot of people were just like i can't relate to that which i don't know i felt ugly yesterday and now i, I can't feel relate fine to being ugly <laughs> i feel like everyone <laughs> yeah like to have yeah yeah everyone has like, but to moments. having this many problems like he was just it was just down on his luck you know some people just have issues with dating i fucking have issues with dating too i get it i fucking get it but i'm not like it's because i'm ugly yeah, like, i feel like because it just... hasn't worked out with anybody yet. i also feel like maybe it sounds like it was more of like a catfishing situation where they weren't necessarily being like honest mm-hmm. about what people were getting into. And maybe it was that that like threw people off. If you like say like, hey, this guy's so cute. You should go out with him. Yeah. And then you get there and his cuteness isn't the main thing about him. Mm-hmm. That's great. Then you might feel a little bit like, oh, this person tricked me into going out with them. They don't have any other yeah. redeeming qualities. But in reality, you could be like, hey, I know this guy. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so much fun to be around. Like you should go out and with then him. He and then you get time there, to prove and you're like, okay, I'm funny. waiting for the funny. Like you know. And then you yeah. can get you just past. accept the person. Exactly, exactly. Looks isn't the only thing. But if you sell looks as the only thing, and then you meet the person and they don't look that great, then it's like, mm. that person lied to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's your friends. <laughs> Maybe your friends. you need a different strategy. You just yeah. need to reevaluate a little bit and figure out something else to do. Find out your um, pros. He man. goes, Tell yeah. Him. He goes on to say that, um, oh yeah, a lot of people like can't relate. They can't comprehend someone being so ugly that they can't get a girlfriend. So he feels really alone. Sad. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, oh. right? It is really, really sad. Um, 
And uh, at a certain point, Alana, in 2000, she stepped away from the website and she started dating. Mm -hmm. And she actually came out as bisexual and was dating a woman at that point, too. And she stopped paying attention to her um, support group for almost 15 years. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't leave that thing, girl. So long. That's like a Tupperware in the bottom of your backpack. Something uh, (laughs) nasty. Just throw it out. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And she... Saw a magazine, actually. She didn't even log on one day. She saw a magazine that was talking about this guy. Just trigger warning, I guess. Elliot Roger, Mm. who um, killed six people in California. And then he turned the gun on himself. And before his death, he had distributed a 141-page document exploring his deep-rooted loathing of women, fueled by an intense frustration over his virginity. And that had led him to murder and then commit suicide. And he was 22. 22? You have your whole fucking... Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, this is it. He's like, I'm going to be a virgin forever. (laughs) (laughs) The extreme 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 like just unbridled rage and hate and just being fueled Mm. by a bunch of other men who have unbridled rage and hate towards women and who just blame them for so many fucking things that's like going wrong in society Mm. and they just yeah if you get into it too early i think that it can really just take over your life yeah um because it sounds like he's been probably in that group for a while at that point and Mm. i think if you start hating women as much as they do and like you really get deep into it as like a teenager then i mean it's no it's no secret that your brain is still developing as a teenager so i can i also think that like if you're feeling shitty about yourself and like left behind maybe you know you see Mm -hmm. other people around you young girls or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then somebody presents you with the opportunity that hey it's not your fault you can blame this on someone else it's probably very tempting just to like not feel not to excuse it at all but i think it's definitely a situation where it like pries on vulnerable people yeah and sucks them yeah. into something because they're like ah there's the other i can blame it on and then totally it's an out it's, it's like in. looking for yeah yeah fuck man <laughs> um <laughs> so in the 2000s um a little bit of backstory on like kind of the things that led up to that in the 2000s the community was divided into two different communities one of them was insult support um, which that one was very much in line with Alana's vision mm. and everything was very wholesome and there was men and women on it. And then the other one was called Love Shy. And by contrast, they had a very like crazy kind of moderation policy where they didn't have a moderation policy and that male <laughs> users <laughs> male users were just free to vent and vent about women specifically mm-hmm. and blame them for mm. their lack of sex. Of and that's kind of where that kind of grass rooted itself um this elliot roger crime was kind of like the losing blow for the good side one of the old um admins i think he was his name was reformed incel or something like that um he was like doing this whole kind of interview with vox and he had actually like a 150 page document like detailing the 
fall and the decline of the community and like what exactly had happened and like mm-hmm. where the different forums were at different times and he said that they were really fighting the good fight over on incel support like it was just about being positive and just about like helping each other and then yeah. when that happened they it's like they lost it felt like they mm-hmm. had been defeated by the bad side and that the bad was always going to win basically mm. um something interesting that i learned <laughs> is that um uh they vent their anger against like sexually prolific men or like alphas and they call them chads and is that where they came I, from yeah it oh came from incel culture i oh. know <laughs> i know oh, and i'm okay. like i don't really want to use that word anymore now knowing that i'm secretly like calling Chad. calling the attention to them a little bit you know what though i guess us in the incel community do have something in common it's a shared hate for chats <laughs> for chats <laughs> fuck chats <laughs> Uh, and then they call um, women who get with Chaz Stacy's. So, has got it going on. Maybe they got it from there. Interesting. <laughs> um, in November 2017, mm. um, Reddit closed down its main incel community, which had 40,000 members. And yeah, they shut it down and they closed down any other ones that had like similar vibes <laughs> as that one i suppose mm. um yeah pretty pretty fucking sad so i mean that's not sad it's probably good that they opened i mean they closed it it's sad that it had so many members it's sad mm. that it had to be shut down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that many people are that ruined lonely it. and that many people are that hateful of women yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <sighs> So um, another case study, I guess, uh, this guy, Andreas, uh-huh. um, he was detailing or like telling a little bit about his experience with the community. And clearly he got out because he was having this interview with Vox and he was 17 years old and he got dumped by a girl who he had managed to date when he was starting high school. And at one point, um, he was like just feeling really sad and vulnerable after his breakup. And Mm. he found the incel forums. And the more time he spent on there, he said that the more his feelings towards women started to darken. And as time went on, he noticed that like, I know, right? That um, the... (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) The, to quote... The angry hopelessness of the other incels was making his depression worse, mm. not better. Crazy how sadness just wow. keeps sadness, isn't it? I know. Shocking I know. finding. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, holy shit, maybe being online all the time and, and feeding into these thoughts isn't helpful at all. It's not. Don't go over to the dark side, buddy. Stay, stay with us. <laughs> um... So a couple of fucking super weird things that they had said on the websites. Um, so apparently one of their beliefs that they hold true to their hearts is that women should never have been given any rights. Mm-mm. Any rights at all. Ew. And <laughs> none. And the world owes them sex and that there is something wrong with a society in which women don't give it to them. And... um. <laughs> I'm sorry. And they share <laughs> the same core sense that something important was lost 
when women's sexuality became less heavily regulated by social norm and law. And this sentence, I know, I was, I know, I was a little confused by it too. Something was lost when women's sexuality became less regulated. Is that what you said? Yeah, because when it was regulated, it was regulated by like social Mm -hmm. constructs, I fucking guess, which was like the nuclear family and the stay at home wife. Modesty. And like, yeah, modesty. That was a huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like before the sexual revolution, basically. And so that was apparently a better time because like women were in, I don't want to say enslaved, but they were in servitude Mm -hmm. of men. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of their entire like purpose and existence was so that like the men could go to work and then the woman would be at home like doing everything else for him doing everything he needed and like just being there to have sex with i guess (laughs) and every man got a woman and that was equality to men (laughs) is that eventually you will get married off and yeah anyways alana's um first (laughs) incel forum has kind of been um like shut down or not shut down but she's like not really on it anymore and she kind of refuses it completely and currently she's actually trying to resurrect the spirit of the early incel movement Mm. um she founded a new project called love not anger that tries to support young people struggling with unhappiness i know she's like guys i'm just gonna get it out there this we're not angry here we don't do that anymore kids peace peace and love please please dear god peace and love yeah yeah so she was she's like understanding of the unhappiness that can arise from i don't know not being in a relationship uh, having an unfulfilling sex life she's like it's fine it's normal just don't kill people over it yeah love not anger don't yeah it's not necessarily like another person's fault you know they don't yeah no one else owes you anything yeah but it's okay seriously. to feel lonely Ugh, so disgusting oh <laughs> god i like i literally had to stop myself from reading the rest of the article because i was just like so shocked by how people think and like by how hateful people can be towards an entire gender bro i know that's half the population that's so many people that's so many people and just like the language they use around women too is like so disgusting and demeaning and just so like just treating us like subhumans dude it's really really sad Mm. i feel like it really it reminds me a lot of um, the scum manifesto in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and i think that is what the scum manifesto was literally trying to bring to light is that the language that the scum manifesto was using towards men is like actual real language that's used in serious situations every day towards women yeah and that's yeah. what it was about that's such a good takeaway it from seems that radical because it is yeah because it's insane but it's it's so like normal well not normal but it's a little less shocking when men say it about women but when women say it about men it's like holy shit that's the craziest thing i've ever heard blah 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 meanwhile like in the in the scum manifesto for example Mm -hmm. um it was i believe something about like walking dildos or something like that like calling men walking dildos i think their only purpose yeah yeah and at some point in this like in this um vox article it was saying about how like women's only purpose is to be like a spit bucket or something like that like there you go the same fucking thing just about the other people yeah and it it also proves her theory about how men only have 
like a limited range of emotions because instead of feeling lonely and being like oh you know maybe there's things within myself that I need to address or like whatever they're like no it's somebody else's fault I'm angry yeah it's somebody else's fault and I'm gonna be angry at that other person because I'm only capable of anger (laughs) only anger not like what is this who can I be mad at yeah seriously who can I place the blame on I know like what the fuck and they're like, oh, yeah, it's so stupid. They're like, even ugly women want hot men. And there's only 20%. Only 20% of the male species are hot. And everyone else is going to be lonely. <laughs> okay, but what about, like, the all men who only want hot women? Like, that is yeah, also a very real thing. Point. I would say it's, like, more <laughs> skewed that way. I know, like, a lot more... Um, women that are in relationships with men who are less attractive than I know of men who are in relationships with women that are less attractive. And I think that's because women have a little bit more um, emotional awareness about the importance of other things in a relationship. Yeah. That looks aren't everything. What about handling conflict? What about shared interests? Yeah. What about financial security? How much have together? Yeah. These are all things. It's not just looks. So yeah, seriously. I reject that point. I think more men look for hot women than women look for hot women. Yeah, and then they're like, all the hot women only want the the hot men. And it's like, well, Well, maybe hot women (laughs) for you. Oh, God. It just feels so fake sometimes, too, because I talk to a lot of men for my job, Mm -hmm. and, like, they're very open about how they want a specific type of woman, and it's always just, like, the hottest girl. Like... (laughs) Like always, every single time. So I'm like, where is this rhetoric coming from? Like, where is this idea coming from? What else would you like in a lady? (laughs) I know, right? And they're like, I guess it would be nice if she was also passionate about her job. I'm like, okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Okay. Like literally that awkward silence is exactly what happens. I just sit there and wait for them to say more and they almost never do. (laughs) Discouraging. Yeah. But I mean, those aren't the type of men that you want to date anyways, so. It's true. Yeah. Fuck those guys. So, yeah. That's all I got this week, guys. Sorry it's a little depressing, but I hope you had fun anyways. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no way to talk about incels in a fun way, so. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's very justified, but it's it's an important thing to discuss. And I also, I was, sorry, go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say that I almost like feel kind of bad about even talking about it because I don't want to give them more attention Mm -hmm. because I feel like that gives them power almost. Mm -hmm. And maybe like other people who haven't heard of it, like maybe I'm getting others to join and to become a part of the community because what if they find like security there and then they want to become a part of it. And then I'm just like an advertisement and that even no press, no such thing as bad press. Don't blame yourself. You know? Don't blame yourself. If we've learned anything from the incel community. <laughs> okay, if some, if somebody's existing. sucked into the incel community, like it's, it's the incel community's fault and also yeah. that person. It's, you know, you can't really place the blame on anyone else. Yeah. So I think it's okay. But I, I get that you don't want to like bring any more attention to them. But don't um, worry. Our podcast isn't that popular. So that's okay. true. That's true. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> You're right. You think really highly of us. Us and our 10 listeners. Um, (laughs) What were you going to say? I was thinking about how the patriarchy as a structure disadvantages everyone, but 
men mm-hmm. generally don't like to acknowledge that. But I think this is like a prime example of that in that like the construct of virginity is part of the patriarchy and this whole value around virginity. And for women, it's you're supposed to be a virgin. But for men, mm-hmm. they experience it the opposite way where it's like you're not supposed to be a virgin it's bad if you're a virgin mm-hmm. but virginity like virginity means nothing it literally means nothing social construct. yeah just men women construct. everyone just if we just erase that from our minds that, that it means so anything happy. that there's any value attached to it yeah yeah it would solve a lot of problems i know that shit drove me so crazy even in high school <laughs> yeah i totally agree it's so cool it's i mean it's interesting how it works like in Mm. opposite ways so it makes sense almost that the men are more angry about being virgins than the women Mm -hmm. because we're still maybe in the back of our minds like it's okay to be a virgin and to be like like for example this guy who was 22 like that's not fine that's a fine age (laughs) it's literally not that old (laughs) like you're still a baby to be honest like (laughs) And, like, it's yeah. your life, you know? Live it in any way. It doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. like, what age you are when you first have... Like, no mm-hmm. one cares. The only person that cares is you. And the entire incel community, apparently, and, yeah. as well, and, well are yeah. also really playing into yeah. gender roles. <laughs> Shockingly, like... Actually, no, I get... Yeah, that's their whole MO. Yeah. But I think that, like, bringing <clears> awareness <throat> to the fact that the patriarchy is bad for everyone is yeah. a way to like yeah. combat this because if you were to tell an incel like the reason you feel the way you feel is because of the patriarchy it would completely freaking break their brains because yeah. they think <laughs> the patriarchy is a good thing because that's you know yeah. what keeps women subservient but it's not and that's why you feel that way so wow. we need that's to so infiltrate the incel community mm-hmm. and start writing on the forums about the construct of virginity and how it's we're gonna get bullied a feature of the patriarchy and try to Whoa. actually turn them all into feminists. Whoa! That's such a good idea. <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's do it. All Catch right. us on the incel forums. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll you, see guys you there, back guys. Here in a year. <laughs> we'll let you know how it goes <laughs> if we save the world or not. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, Lydia. No problem. Thanks for bringing light to week. that important topic. everyone thank you so much for listening this week to our first episode of our new fun um what's the word that i want to use um season doesn't feel like the right word structure setup um schedule schedule (laughs) i don't know our new fun way of doing things here at the very important (laughs) people studio that saves all of us some time helps you process everything a little bit better and yeah that's pretty much it um so thanks for listening to lydia's important little chat on the incel community and how they suck Mm -hmm. Um, and how it's also kind of sad (laughs) because of the whole how it turned around on itself yeah it's supposed to be this sweet wholesome thing and yeah it just became angry and violent can't have anything good in this world (laughs) oh yeah that's essentially what it was Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. the insult community. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and if you want to let us know what you think, you can head over to our Instagram, 
fairy.unimportant.people. You can catch us on the Twitter spheres, verse, whatever people call it. Uh, the unimportant PPL. We are on, oh, email. You can email us. Yeah. Haters click here sure at gmail.com. H A T R S click here at gmail.com. We're on TikTok. Yeah, where we are. the incel community already hates us. So. <laughs> They're already there, you yeah. guys. <laughs> if you want to see them, head over to our TikTok. <laughs> and, uh, also, Patreon. Check us out on Patreon. If you want to find our Patreon, you have to go to our Instagram, you have to go to our link tree, and then the big button that says Patreon, and you're there. Guys, please, I need the money. I just spent 60 bucks on shoes I'll never wear. She can't return them either, so. (laughs) Support small businesses, supporting other small businesses. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for us this week. Have a great.